everybody. Josh Brown here. I know we've had some fantastic interviews of late, but wanted to pop in with a solo episode here uh, today. Hope everybody's doing well. Wanted to talk about something that is so prevalent, so vital, so important for franchisors to get right. As you all know, or should know, if you're in the franchising business, the franchise disclosure document includes a lot of legal information. And as part of that, it also includes a number of items uh, that are listed out. And one of the items that is uh, very important, uh, both for the franchisor and for the franchisee, is what's called item 19. And item 19 is financial performance representations. So in the franchise context, as a franchisor, you don't have to provide financial performance representations. In fact, it used to be several years back that most franchisors did not provide financial performance representations because they were concerned that if they did, they would be misinterpreted, misread, and it would lead to uh, misrepresentations or it could possibly lead to litigation. Essentially, it could increase the liability for the franchisor. Now, over time, that's changed. And I think uh, part of that is, is that prospective franchisees are, are a lot more educated now as they go into the franchise process and they ask a lot more questions. And one of those questions and one of the most important questions that a prospective franchisee asks is, you know, how can I do financially? You know, how, how, how have other locations done as part of this franchise business? And that's a fair question. I mean, that's something that if, if you're looking to invest in any business, you're going to want to know what the opportunity is as it presents itself. And so, it used to be that, you know, and it still is, frankly, if you if you don't have a financial performance representation or if in item 19 you don't provide one, then you as a franchisor, you can't tell them anything about the finances of your franchise, which, of course, is very frustrating, uh, not only to the potential franchisee, but also to the franchisor because it creates a roadblock uh, for getting somebody to buy into your system. And so what we've seen over time is a significant push towards financial performance representations and actually providing them. But what that's led to is a whole entire, uh, entirely different discussion on what you can put in to the financial performance representations, what you can't put in, what you should put in, what you should not put in. And this is perhaps one of the most important and vital aspects of creating a good franchise system and being able to provide information to your prospective franchisees that they can look at that provides a fair representation of what the opportunity is from a financial perspective. Well, recently, you know, those, those rules have changed and, um, there's been a lot of commentary. There's been a lot of comment on how the rules have changed. And I'm not going to spend this podcast episode going through all the nitty gritty details, but I do want to highlight a few things for 
franchisors uh, to consider as they're looking at revamping or revising their financial performance representations. One of those things is you really need to be cognizant of the distinction between corporate owned and run stores and franchised locations. Additionally, you need to be cognizant and aware of the number of locations that you have because you need to be able to give a fair representation based on a, a significant sample size. So if you have under 10 locations combined between franchise locations and or corporate locations, then you got to be really careful in what you're providing. And in fact, you're somewhat limited in what you can provide in a financial performance representation. But if you have more than 10, then you have a variety of ways in which you can disclose that information. But the key being is that you have to do it in a transparent way and in a way that's not viewed as misleading. So, you know, sometimes people uh, who are franchisors, they want to only highlight their good profitable locations and they want to kind of try to hide their unprofitable locations. Well, it's really not a good idea to do that uh, in your item 19 uh, because that in many instances is viewed as misleading. So under the new guidelines or newish guidelines, you know, you can divide or look at your different outlets and decide on how you want to uh, categorize them and break them down. But you have to do so in in a fair and responsible way. So it's too many to go into. There's too many scenarios to go into on this podcast today. And plus, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not giving legal advice here to anybody, but other than to say that you should be consulting with your franchise lawyer on item 19. What I've seen in terms of franchise growth is that one of these areas that significantly impacts, and sometimes in a negative way, the ability for a franchise to grow is that they haven't put enough time and effort into devising an item 19 that provides their prospective franchisees with good information. If you can come up with an item 19 that gives, as I said, that sort of global representation of the opportunity within your franchise system, which may include showing the good stores and also the bad stores, um, and then also looking at what the possibilities in the future may hold, then I think you can overcome a lot of the objections that uh, prospective franchisees may have. And you may, as a franchisor, be able uh, to have your particular franchise system stick out amongst others, you know, especially if a franchisee is considering your system against another system and that other system doesn't provide item 19 representations. So the main goal here was me to pop on and uh, just do a solo episode here because I, this issue keeps coming up over and over again and wanted to chime in just briefly and just reiterate how important it is to pay attention to your item 19 representations on an annual basis. So as you're renewing or your legal, your attorneys are renewing your uh, 
your franchise disclosure documents, you really want to pay attention to item 19 and make sure that you're consistently updating it so that you can see how the system is doing from year to year. And you can potentially utilize that in a way to help overcome some of the objections and questions that prospective franchisees have as they're contemplating your system. So hopefully if you hadn't thought about that, this will sort of uh, pique your interest. Um, but definitely don't go about and tweak it yourself. That is a bad, bad move. There are many, many uh, landmines along the way within item 19 representations. In fact, it's one of the most highly litigated aspects in franchising. So definitely consult your your legal representatives um, as you go through this process. But be sure to pay attention to it because, again, both from a marketing perspective and from a legal perspective, having a good item 19 can make a significant difference. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.